Welcome to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories told to me, Tosh Mufuni, by Brother Cadfile, a gnomish monk who has retired to the Tian Monastery, and his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. This week, Brother Cadfile shares one of their adventures in Pandaria. Hello, Brother Cadfile. Are, are you home? Well, well. Well, hello again, Tashmafuni. It's been quite a while since you paid me a visit. Yes, yes it has. You know, as a matter of fact, I came by a few days ago and you weren't home. No, oh, well, what a shame. I, uh, I expect I was tending to one of the many visitors to the monastery who come here to undergo training. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone is cut out to be a monk. Well, I, I certainly know I'm not. So, it's been some time since we heard about one of your wonderful adventures with Gadget. Do you, by any chance, have one you'd like to share with our listeners? Ah, well, it's so interesting that you should ask me that, because one actually did come to mind just recently. It's a tale full of romance action, and otherworldly encounters. It all began many years ago on a day, much like any other. At this time, I had already taken up a position as a healer here to the monastery, and Gadget was off pursuing one of her own adventures. On this particular day, I was attending to one of the young monks who had taken a rather nasty bruising from Zhao, apparently over a minor disagreement about rice. Well, as I was healing this young monk, who went by the name of Poe Wanderbrew, he decided to tell me about some of the troubles his cousin, Lo Wanderbrew, was experiencing. <laughs> My goodness, you'd be surprised at what patients share with their healers. Why, I remember once I was attending to a rather inebriated blood elf, and she told me about an experience she had at the Lion's Pride Inn. <laughs> Oh, my, well, perhaps that story isn't uh, entirely appropriate. Uh, where was I? Um, Poe Wanderbrew and his cousin? Ah, yes, yes, of course. Well, as I was saying, this young Pandaren told me that his cousin, Lo Wanderbrew, was madly in love with a lovely young Pandaren girl by the name of Syra Goldentrapped and she enthusiastically returned the sentiment. It was their greatest wish to be wed, but their families, the Wanderbrews and the Golden Drafts, had been engaged in a bitter feud for generations. This enmity went so far back that even the spirits of the Pandriarchs of these families refused to even consider Lowe's sincere entreaties to them for their blessing. As a matter of fact, they were so opposed to this union that gifts and tributes were of no avail. The only thing they would consider sufficient to appease them would be for a champion to defeat them in single combat. While not being much of a fighter himself, Lo nonetheless undertook this challenge, but was soundly thrashed not only by the two pandriarchs of the families, but a third as well. Bruised and crestfallen, Lo returned to Syra with the sad news. 
Well, Tashmafuni, you can imagine how this sad tale touched my heart. I completed my rounds that day, tending to the normal injuries, but the story stayed with me. As I was having my evening meal late in the day, I thought, this situation is absolutely not to be tolerated. Why should these two young Pendarens be kept apart by a ridiculous family disagreement that happened generations ago? But what could I do? Well, I immediately thought of Gadget, who, as you know, possesses not only a keen intellect, but rather prodigious combat skills. So, I resolved to send her a post requesting that she attend with all due haste. At the time, she was in Pandaria, assisting in a rather trivial search for some wayward young man or other, so I presumed she would have the time. I sent word the very next morning, saying that I required her assistance in a matter of some urgency, and I eagerly awaited the arrival of my very dear friend, Gadget. Not half a day had passed when, as I was crossing the cobbled training yard in front of my home, the shadow of a great traveling kite passed over me and was soon followed by running booted footfalls on the cobbles and a breathless shout of, What is it, Cadfile? Are you all right? I came as soon as I could. I turned to see the lovely, if a bit careworn, visage of my dear friend, framed by her radiant pink hair. Her sparkling blue eyes showed worry and fatigue from much travel. I greeted her warmly, ushered her to my home where I poured her a bit of tea as I shared the heartbreaking tale and said that I wished her help in bringing these two lovers together. As I told her the tale, I could see her normally creamy complexion growing darker and her frown deepening. And by the time I reached the end, she jumped out of her chair, knocked over her cup, spilling the tea, and said through gritted teeth, Cadfile, do you mean to tell me that you rushed me here right in the middle of searching for a very important young man to play matchmaker? Well, Tashmafuni, I was quite taken aback. Gadget, I replied, there is no one I know with a greater abhorrence of injustice than you. And what greater injustice than thwarting true love? This apparently brought her up short. She harumphed and sat down again, sighed and said, Very well, where are the two young lovers? And in a twinkling, we were on our way. So, how many pandriarchs did you say there were, Cadfile? Gadget asked as we rode east towards Dawn's Blossom, gently rocking on the backs of a pair of turtles borrowed from the monastery. Three, I am told, and from what I heard, they are quite pugnacious, so please, go carefully, Gadget. She grinned her mischievous grin, which never failed to bring me both a thrill and a deep sense of foreboding, and said, My dear Gadfile, have we met? I rolled my eyes, and we proceeded with haste. Before long, we found ourselves dismounting next to an old archway and introducing ourselves to Syra and Lo, he looking a bit the worse for wear, and her with a very sad expression. So, you two, Gadget said, after the proper forms had been followed, Cadfile tells me that you could use some assistance with some reticent spirits. 
Well, I wouldn't normally bother with such a triviality, but you can thank Cadfile here for badgering me into helping you. So if you would just point the way... The two lovers looked at each other with some surprise, and then back at Gadget. Ah, are you sure? they said in unison. Don't let Gadget's size deceive you, I interrupted. Why, I have seen Gadget defeat the biggest... Well, Gadget gave me a look and said, No time for one of your outlandish tales, Cadfile. And she gave the two an arch look and said, Do you wish my assistance or not? They both doubtfully pointed up the hill, and Gadget turned on her heel and strode off in the indicated direction, muttering something to herself, with me trailing behind. Our first stop was with the spirit of Pandriart Goldendraft, sitting cross-legged in front of his shrine and apparently enjoying a ghostly lunch. He complained bitterly about how his family had become overshadowed by the storm stouts in brewing, and he gave Gadget a challenging look. Gadget sighed, rolled up her sleeves, and struck a fighting pose, gesturing to him in return challenge. The fight was frenzied but brief, and Gadget, of course, prevailed, which he apparently enjoyed quite a bit, and readily gave his blessing in return for the welcome diversion. We proceeded up the hill to Pandriar Goldenstaff, who, as he went through a series of rather athletic-looking poses, boasted about the physical greatness of his family. Well, Gadget handily dispelled his illusion of overwhelming physical prowess, which he enjoyed in much the same way as had the previous spirit, and gladly gave his blessing. As we headed down the hill towards the final spirit, Gadget returned a stray lock of hair to order and said, Really, Cadfile, I should think with a monastery full of highly trained monks, you could have found someone other than me. These fellows are hardly worth my time. I gave her a brief chagrined look, and then I noticed the twinkle of amusement in her eye. Finally, we confronted Pandriarch Winfer, who knew of us due to one of our previous adventures involving the Jade Witch, but that's a story for another time. This encounter went much like the others, and it will be no surprise that this spirit gave his blessing as well. It was with a deep feeling of accomplishment and gratitude towards my dear friend when we were able to return to the young lovers with our good news. They shared happy smiles and an ardent embrace but their mood was quickly dampened by the arrival of their families, who each expressed their strong disapproval of the Union until they heard how Gadget had obtained the blessings of the Pandriarchs, after which they gave their rather begrudging blessings as well. By the time the whole affair was concluded, evening was falling, so I invited Gadget to my home for a light dinner before she returned to her ongoing investigation. She heaved a deep sigh and consulted one of her clever little timepieces before saying, Well, I suppose one must eat. As we supped companionably but quietly in my small home that evening before a warm brazier, I tentatively asked Gadget, Do you ever think of it much, Gadget? Think of what, Cadfile, she said, efficiently dabbing soup from her lips with the corner of a napkin. Why? Love, of course. 
She leaned back in her chair and steepled her strong, fine hands. In a purely intellectual fashion, I suppose I do, but frankly I find the whole concept a distraction. Love and other such strong emotions drop a mist and annoyingly interfere with one's perspicacity, not to mention, she said as she rose, one's digestion. And with that she was off, returning to the wider world and her search for the mysterious young man. Well, oh my, what a wonderful story, Brother Cadfile. But I, I must ask you, did you find Gadget's answer to your question, um, disappointing? Uh, my dear Tashmafuni, I believe I knew the answer before I asked it. Ah, well, and now, young Pendarin, the hour has grown late, and I do have early rounds tomorrow, so if you wouldn't mind... Oh, of course, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I do hope to return very soon and hear about your adventure with the Jade Witch. Oh, of course, certainly, any time, any time at all. Thanks for listening to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, sponsored by Krog's Fine Female Leathers, Orgrimmar's finest purveyor of custom-fitted leather armor for the well-equipped female adventurer. Krog's Leathers, fit, form, function, and fashion. The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile is a work of fan fiction based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used herein are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile. If you'd like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at HalfHillReport or drop us an email at HalfHillReport at Yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.